What great news we share with our online family of hope, and we're so glad that you're a part of this celebration. And we want you to share it with people. We want you to be filled with the Spirit of God and the Spirit of love and share it with people around you. Maybe start a watch party. Push share. Let people know. Call them up and say, let's be part of celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Got such good news for you today. Jesus is alive and the tomb is empty. I want to invite you to come with me to the open tomb. I want us to think about this place. Now this is a picture of a, a, a depiction of what it could have been like. A cave with a stone that would be rolled in front of it. It wasn't too long ago that we were in the Holy Land and we went to the tomb that many people feel is the one that Jesus was in. It's empty as well. Here's sweet Darla Joy and I. We're going into the tomb. We're investigating. I'm going to tell you what we found. The place is empty. And that's such good news. So I just want you to spend a few uh, moments with us. And I want you to think about what does that open tomb mean? And you can even ask today, was the tomb, tomb really empty? This is a time for us to consider the very foundation of our faith. And it's a faith, but it's backed up by facts. And that's what we want to talk about today. We want you to celebrate the life of Christ in faith and also know that your faith has a foundation. And it is a sure foundation. I believe the words that Paul gives us when he says, if Christ hasn't raised from the dead, then our preaching is useless. We might as well not be on this gathering right now. Our faith is useless. The foundation of our faith is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And there's some facts I want us to think about on this Easter weekend. There are seven facts I want us to consider as we think about Jesus' resurrection. Here are just Indisputable facts are virtually indisputable. First of all, Jesus lived. The historicity of Jesus um, really cannot be denied. The very year that we are in is based on the fact that Jesus lived. He was alive. He is a historical figure. Not just by our accounts, but by history accounts. He was alive. Jesus was crucified. We remember that. This last weekend, Good Friday, we were remembering the crucifixion of Jesus. We have not only the account of first-hand people who were there written in the scriptures, we have secular historians. Flavius Josephus, who wrote the Antiquities of the Jews, wrote about Jesus. In uh, book 18, chapter 3, you can check it out. Jesus was a historical character who lived and was crucified under Pontius Pilate. Jesus was buried. He was buried in a tomb in a rather small city that people knew about. The tomb was accessible, meaning people knew where it was and they could find it. Jesus' disciples knew where it was. The Jewish religious leaders knew where it was. The Romans knew where it was. Jesus was buried. This fact number four, the disciples preached the resurrection. That was their message. They preached that they saw the resurrected Jesus. They saw and ate with him and were with him for days. And then they saw him ascend to heaven. That was their message. In fact, they suffered a great deal of persecution because of that message. Clearly we understand that was what they preached. Jesus Christ rose from the dead and their witness was, we have seen him. We have heard him. We have been a part of his life. Fact number five was the religious leaders were opposed to the resurrection. They were the ones that had said, he's not the king of the kingdom he purports. They were the ones that said, he's an evil man who deserves to die. So in the very city 
that they crucified Jesus. The very city that Jesus was buried, they had a vested interest to overcome the message of these disciples. They would be opposed to the message of the resurrection because, well, it made them look bad. Jesus rose from the dead. Maybe we shouldn't have crucified him. They had a vested interest. The disciples were persecuted for the message. Um, not just persecuted, they were killed because their message was Jesus rose from the dead. And they didn't turn from that message. All indications were if they had recanted on the message of the resurrection, the persecution would ease up. They actually killed Christians because this was their message and they would not recant. That is a fact. And the last truth that we celebrate today, the tomb was empty. Because if the tomb wasn't empty, as soon as the disciples stood up and said, Jesus has risen from the dead, the religious leaders would have jumped in and said, no, let's take you to the tomb. Let's show you the one that we crucified. The tomb was empty. And the big question is, how did that happen? And there are various thoughts on it. Let's look at that. There are various theories of what happened. The tomb was empty. That is a fact. And if the tomb was empty, the early religious leaders said, well, the disciples stole the body. That's one theory. Some people say, well, it was the Jewish leaders themselves that stole the body. Or the Roman leaders that stole the body. Somebody, if the body was dead and the tomb was empty, somehow that body got out of there. And if it didn't come out of the tomb on its own power in the power of God, then somebody took it. But if any one of those scenarios is true, the disciples weren't being truthful in their witness. They weren't being truthful in their story that they told. If they took it, they were being untruthful. If they testified they saw Jesus and the Jewish leaders had it, in fact, if the Jewish leaders had the body of Jesus, when the disciples began to preach the resurrection, they would have said, hold on! The body of Jesus, the one we crucified, is right here. He is not risen. He's still dead. But they couldn't do that because the tomb was empty. The fourth theory is that they maybe got to the wrong tomb. You know the story of the women getting up early on that first resurrection day and going to the tomb, and they maybe got to the wrong tomb. And then they came back and they said to the disciples, hey, we went to the tomb and it was empty. But a few days later, when the disciples were telling people Jesus has risen from the dead, the vested interest of the Romans to control the city, the vested interest of the religious leaders would have been to say, oh, so sorry, you turned right when you should have turned left. Here is the tomb. The Roman seal is still on the stone. He has not risen. But they couldn't say that because the tomb was empty. There's the theory that maybe Jesus possibly didn't really die on the cross that he came close to death, he swooned, and, and as he got into the cool environment of the temple, of the tomb, sorry, uh, he kind of revived. And, and he felt strength come in, and he was so strong he could push away a two-ton stone and fight off a legion of Roman soldiers that were there guarding the tomb. Uh, highly unlikely. In fact, to agree with some of these theories, you have to have more faith than to really believe in the truth. Some say he didn't really die. Some say, well, just a hallucination. Um, they thought they saw Jesus. They thought they ate with Jesus. But the scriptures tell us 500 people saw Jesus after the resurrection, and they testified, we have seen him. And then if you kind of thought you saw Jesus and they were persecuting you and they threatened you with death, well, it would be very easy to say, well, maybe I didn't really see him. So here it comes down to these two things. Either the disciples lied, not just about the resurrection, but about his ascension, that was their message, or the disciples told the truth. In fact, when you boil down all of these theories, it really comes down to these two. 
either the disciples lied, they were first-hand witnesses, they cooked the story up, or the disciples told the truth. Jesus rose from the dead, and every person on the planet needs to consider this Jesus. I'd like you to consider this Jesus this day. I'd like you to think about not just a fantasy, not just a maybe, but the facts of the faith that are in front of us. This is a day for you to consider Jesus. This is a day for you to share this message with friends or neighbors or relatives. On this Easter weekend, share this message that Jesus rose from the dead. The disciples, they weren't lying. The disciples, they were truth tellers. And how do we know that? Well, look with me. We have what the disciples wrote. They actually wrote Scripture, and they wrote about their experience. We have their words uh, in the New Testament. John, who was one of the eyewitnesses of Jesus' death on the cross, he stood at the foot of the cross and saw him die. You know, the Romans who put Jesus to death were professionals at executing. They didn't make a mistake. They didn't leave Jesus partially dead. John was there, and he saw him die. When they pushed the spear into the side of Jesus, and blood and water came out, that was a sure sign of death. John saw Jesus die, and he saw him, saw him rise from the dead. And what does he write to us? What are his words? He writes these words to us. He writes his message to us so that we would believe in this Jesus. We would believe in Christ today. This is his message to us. And when you believe on the Son of God and you believe in him, you have life in his name. That was the message of John. And even the way they wrote the, the Gospels, um, they were very honest. Mark, in his story of Jesus, over and over again uses the term Son of Man, Son of Man, Son of Man. You can read it. It actually has a long-term history with the Hebrews going back to Daniel's writing in the Hebrew Scriptures. If he was trying to bolster the story, he wouldn't have used the term Son of Man. He would have used Son of God. But he simply honestly wrote what really happened. He, the stories that they told, they told um, in honesty what they did. They told about their failures, their denials, their pride, their ego. If you're making up a story and you're not a truth teller, you always make yourself look better. We have the honest capture of the words of Jesus. These were first-hand witnesses and they give us first-hand writing. You know what else we have? We have the changed lives of the disciples. They were transformed by the resurrection of Christ, and you can be transformed today. Well, we have Thomas. Thomas was the, the doubting disciple. Uh, he doubted Jesus rose from the dead. He was a skeptic. He said, I, I, I don't believe it. And you may have that opinion today. I don't believe it. But when he saw Jesus, Jesus said, I want you to touch my hands and I want you to touch my side. I want you to know that I'm really risen from the dead. He falls at the feet of Jesus and he goes from skepticism and doubt to one of the strongest statements made about Jesus. He says to Jesus, my Lord and my God. He was transformed by the power of Jesus' resurrection. What about Peter? Peter went from an unstable denier of Christ, couldn't stand in front of even one little servant girl on the night of Jesus' trial and the night of his passion. He said, I don't know him, I don't know him, I don't know. Now, after the resurrection, after the power of the Holy Spirit comes into Peter's life, he stands in front of the very city that denied Jesus, and he says, you crucified Jesus, but God rose him from the dead, and you need to believe in Christ, and you need to follow Christ. His life was changed. How about James and John, called the sons of thunder? You don't get that name by being gentle. John goes from a son of thunder to an apostle of love. 
transformed by the power of Christ. And you can today be transformed by the power of Christ. Jesus is alive today. And if you will believe, you can receive just like John, just like Peter, just like Thomas the skeptic. This can be a day where you don't have to figure out everything, but you see enough light to say Jesus rose from the dead. He deserves my life. They're changed lives. And then, you know, we can look at this, the way they chose to die. The disciples preached the resurrection of Christ. They preached uh, his ascension that they had seen. And they died holding on to that testimony. Jesus talks to Peter and prophesies, Peter, you're going to come to the end of your life. You're going to stretch out your hands. He was talking about the way that Peter would die. And Peter preached the resurrection all his life. He preached the ascension of Christ to heaven all his life. And when they went to kill him, they were going to put him on a cross. They literally stretched out his hands. And he said, I don't want to look like Jesus. Turn the cross upside down. History tells us that Peter gave his life upside down on a cross. Did he recant the resurrection? No. Bartholomew, follower of Jesus, whipped to death in Armenia. Did he recant on the resurrection? No. He kept his testimony. He kept his witness. Thomas, the doubting disciple, now filled with faith, transformed by the resurrection, run through with a Brahmin sword close to Madras, India, giving his life. Did he recant the resurrection? Absolutely not. Mark was dragged to death in Alexandria. Did he give up his testimony of the resurrection? No. He preached the resurrection with his dying breath. Andrew was crucified on a cross. We have today what's called the St. Andrew's Cross to remember he gave his life. Did he give up on the resurrection? No. He kept preaching the resurrection. It had changed their lives and they wouldn't give up. Luke was hanged by idolatrous priests. Did he give up on the resurrection? Absolutely not. The resurrection had changed their life and the resurrection changes our life. We consider the facts today. Jesus rose from the dead. He is alive. He's alive right in the room that you are in. Do you know what he's doing? He is knocking at your heart's door. And if you will simply believe and receive Jesus, he will transform your life just like he did to those ancient disciples. But I'm talking to a lot of people right now you have experienced the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. You have experienced the resurrected Jesus. Good news, the tomb is empty. We have to consider the facts, and we come to a decision of faith. I believe in you, Jesus. I receive you. You can do that right now. In fact, a simple prayer. You can pray it right there. You can pray it in your heart. You can pray it out loud. It simply says, Jesus, I believe in you. I repent of my sins. I leave them behind. I turn towards you to receive your love, your grace, your forgiveness. Thank you for dying for me on the cross, for paying for my sins. Now, Jesus, I want to follow you every day of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. A simple prayer like that will change your life. And we invite you to do that. We'd love you to share this message with people that may be celebrating Easter, but not really knowing the reality of the resurrection. If you're making a decision for Christ today, on some of the platforms you can indicate, there's a, an icon that says you can raise your hand, do that. You can also text in yes. You're saying yes to God. Text in yes to our text number here and we'll receive it we'll celebrate with you and send you materials to help you wherever you are in the world the number is 941-260-1321 let me say it again 941-260-1321 i bless you thank you for celebrating with us there's more worship to come make sure your heart is open to jesus all day this day why because christ the lord is risen today what do we say Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I bless you, and I pray God's blessing and favor on your life. 
May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace so you will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, you are blessed.